4: In the world, that is us, numero uno. We are broadcasting, of course, from the tippy-top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who has never been attacked on stage at a comedy club. Dave Chappelle banging out his routine at the Hollywood Bowl, and a dude came on stage and tackled him.
1: That's not right.
4: Well, that guy better watch it, because if you keep attacking comedians on stage... They will hand you an Oscar.
3: What the hell is the world coming
4: to? Man, oh boy, it feels like it's coming to an end, according to the Democrats, who are charging the stage in Washington over the SCOTUS leak that could end Roe versus Wade. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. It really is. And we will clean up those dirty minds today at 888-788-9910. It's a big Wednesday. But the rules have not changed. Uh, It's no different than any other day. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Don't be a That is it. Don't charge the stage. How about that? (laughs) Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Don't charge the stage. I am off to Tampa tonight, as many of you know. I will be heading down to the Tampa Improv. I believe there are like two tickets left. Uh, Tickets at ImprovTampa.com if you want to get a piece of that action. Uh, We will, of course, uh, be down in Tampa Hanging with our good buddies from News Talk 1040 WHBO. We'll be doing the pants off of the show. It's going to be a wild time. What it's not going to be is SeaWorld. If you sit in the front of the comedy show, you're not allowed to touch the animals. That's not how it's supposed to work. <laughs> it's not what they did with Chappelle last night. And let me be very clear. Okay. Okay. He was on stage at a Netflix Series. Uh, they're, they're doing a touring series called Netflix is a Joke, where Chappelle and a bunch of other comics go on tour and bang out some jokes, make a bunch of money off of Netflix. And it's a pretty high-profile comedy gig. In fact, as high as it goes, they're playing the world-famous Hollywood Bowl. Chris Rock is actually there. There's all kinds of big-name comics there. Jimmy Carr is there, who I love mainly because he likes me. Uh, Jimmy Carr, for real, when I was like ready to quit stand-up in 2012, the British guy with his amazing accent and his funny jokes, came up to me at the Gotham Comedy Club, and uh, he actually told me me. My jokes were brilliant, and I mean it. It was a big deal to me, because I was in like one of those phases where I'm driving a cab, I'm sleeping two hours a week, and I'm like, "Why am I even doing this to myself? I should quit. And then like a big guy like that saying something nice, you know, and you're like, "Hell, I'm not quitting, I'm coming back!" So if you are a Jimmy Fallon hater, uh, you should hate Jimmy Carr, too, because he's uh, responsible for one of those nights where you get up off the canvas and keep on going. So he was at the Improv last night. Chappelle's at the Improv. Chris Rock is at the Improv. And at the very end of his set, a guy ran onto the stage and tackled and tackled Dave Chappelle. That happened. And Chappelle goes to the ground. His staff runs out, you know, his security team couple of people in the entourage and it sounds like in the words of my uncle sonny uh they gave this guy a wood shampoo uh wood shampoo was an old police term uh for my late great uncle sonny uh who would say you know sometimes a witness guy wasn't cooperating he was giving the cops a hard time they'd bring him down to the basement whip out their nightsticks and they'd give him a wood shampoo that can't be good (laughs) no you don't want to be on the other end of that and the guy who attacked Chappelle uh was beat up uh pretty well uh, it, when, he was, when he left on a stretcher, it looked like his elbow was backwards uh, and somebody had given him the business, uh, the business he sh- rightfully should have received. OK, make no, to- no mistake about it. There's no world where you're within your rights to be attacking people on stage, whether this is the Oscars or it's the Hollywood Bowl or, yes, the Tampa Improv. The point is comedy. OK, we tell jokes. They're not hate crimes. These are not you know, calls to action, most times comedy is an attempt to do what? Escape the torments of everyday life. You come out to laugh at jokes as a means of escaping the problems that drive you crazy in your regular existence, you get to hear a bunch of things and say a bunch of things you probably wouldn't say at work, or you'd get fired. That's the point of a comedy club. We're on stage telling jokes about our package, so you don't make those jokes at work and get me too'd and get dragged out of the confines. Okay, that's what comedy is. But what's happened here? Okay, and I'll give you a couple of takes on this, but here's the overarching premise. You know, some people do blame the Oscars because they're like, oh, well, Will Smith stormed a comic and he got a trophy. But again, obviously, the voting had taken place prior to him storming Chris Rock. Obviously, there has been some condemnation. I mean, he's not going to jail and the guy who attacked Chappelle probably will, uh, in the same type of attack, should should Chappelle choose to pursue charges, this guy will have a problem, a legal liability, uh, which is the big difference between the Oscars and here. But I don't think it's as simple as Will Smith smack somebody at the Oscars. I do think on some level, uh, we have incentivized bad behavior by giving it a lot of attention. You know, we do know that Nowadays, being offended becomes a form of currency. It used to be 20 years ago, if you were offended at a joke, people were like, it's a joke. Shut up. We're all here having a good time. We're going to ruin our good time because your self-important ass didn't like one joke. We've got an hour worth of jokes. You didn't like 10 seconds worth of jokes. So the rest of us have to have our 60 minutes ruined. Get out of here. And that's what we did to people who got offended. But in this day and age, you know, there are a lot of pockets in the country, mainly liberal, but stick with me where getting offended means you're some kind of a hero now. You're some, you, you have some type of a grievance. It should be rewarded. We should lather you with attention. We should fire the person who inconvenienced you. They no longer have a right to make a living. How dare they come into the room and make an innocuous comment that some self-important jackass didn't agree with? I mean, these are the kind of pretend problems we've manufactured. Our life in America got so good, convenient, and tolerant, we started inventing forms of grievance, okay? Saying you were traumatized at a comedy club. Yo, yo. You paid to get in. You shook hands on the fact that people were going to say the silly stuff tonight, and you decided to get offended anyway. That doesn't make the comic the bad guy. That makes you the bad guy. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. So on some level, we do need to defund the joke police. I've said that a lot. But I think when you pull it all together, okay, it's not as simple as Will Smith. It's not as simple as incentivized victimhood, which is certainly a thing. And people are treating jokes like hate crimes. But I think bigger than that, okay, is there has been just such a decline in basic decency in our society. It's something I refer to a lot as the death of shame. Like people don't know shame anymore. There's so many things people do that would have been considered disgusting. You know, you've all gotten onto the plane and seen the guy trimming his toenails in the front row. (laughs) Really, though? Really? But you don't say anything because you don't want to piss off his emotional support llama. You know, the world is nuts now. People are crazy. We've rewarded their crazy. My, the therapy animal thing is my favorite thing in the world. Guy sitting next to me is a basset hound, most adorable dog on the planet. I'm flying back from Reno two months ago. Flying back from Reno, guy next to me has a basset hound. He's like, excuse my dog, I bring him with me because I'm scared of flying. And I'm like, oh, I said, whatever, I get it, you know. But then I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, well, if you think the plane is going down, doesn't that make you an a-hole for making the dog come with you? I
5: think he's got a point.
4: I mean, what, what did the dog do to deserve this? Oh, gosh, I'm convinced this Southwest flight's taking a dump in the mountains. Hey, Sheriff Whiskerson. What do you say you print out a boarding pass and ride shotgun on this one? I mean, it's actually not that cool to the dog, okay? The dog could just be home, like, you know, sniffing nuts and butts and living his best life. But instead, he's riding with your crazy behind. But that's where we are as a people. It's like everywhere you look, there is just this basic decline in human decency. You go to a big city. It's disgusting. I don't take any joy in saying this, but in every big city now, there are literally people every day pooping on sidewalks. It's disgusting. And we're all a byproduct of our environment where there's just filth everywhere. Okay, and I don't mean just filth. I mean, there are other aspects of life that are in decline. You know, we saw supply chain stuff disrupt our ability to just live and enjoy the material possessions we need to get by every day. You know, you've seen this this computer chip shortage. You've seen the fuel spike. You've seen the inflation. You know, go bananas. We're in a position where the overall quality of life in America has declined uh, under this leadership. Biden sucks. And I'm not blaming him for people storming the stage, but I am blaming him for presiding over a version of America that is just clearly in decline. You know, the guy storming the stage. I don't know enough. He could be mentally ill. He could be some kind of an idiot. But we have these conversations, it seems, a lot more regularly than we used to because we now live in a world, this digital world, where what you say is so much more important than what you do. That's true. That is true. I mean, when you really think about that, okay? I could take this in a million different directions. Trump's always the best direction to me because all we did for four years was scream and yell about the things Trump said with no acknowledgment of the fact that he cut unemployment uh, in the black community more drastically than any president in the history of this country, including a guy by the name of Barack Obama. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But it's not just an Obama thing. Okay, we cut illegal border crossings by 80 percent. We didn't have inflation, period, let alone at a 40-year high. The murder rate wasn't up by 32%. We didn't have a record level of fentanyl overdose deaths. And oh, by the way, gas was $2 cheaper a gallon. So understand, what Trump said took all the attention away from what Trump did. That's why I say all the time the worst thing that could happen to Trump, the worst thing that could happen to the Republican Party is Trump getting on Twitter between now and the midterms, because then we're going to discuss nothing but Trump's insults, Trump's attacks on the haters instead of the substance of Joe Biden's presidency, which is that we're living in a society that cannot take a joke, but is quickly becoming one. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit.
3: You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
6: I enjoyed it. It was an unbelievably interesting experience.
3: From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.
4: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We are talking about the comedian who stormed the stage at last night's Dave Chappelle show.
1: Why do you do things like that? You're like
4: a crazy person. We don't have a lot of information on the attacker just yet. We just know it was idiotic. Whoever did it, why? Who? However, you know, whatever motivation they had to do it. Uh, this person is a jackass. Correct the mundo. Of course, he's not the only jackass making news right now. Are you following the fallout from this SCOTUS leak? Because it is bananas. I always say, you know, it's a race to the bottom in America right now. And people are willing to say one stupid thing after the other if it helps their cause. Here is Joe Biden leading the charge. Uh, Josh just cut this clip about what comes next if they repeal Roe versus Wade. Listen to this one.
5: What happens if you have a state ch- changes the law saying that 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 children who are LGBTQ can't be in classrooms with other children? Is that is that legit under the way the decision is written? What are the next things that are going to be attacked? Because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political ex- organization that's existed in American history, in recent American history.
4: Oh, Lordy Lord, he's desperate. Oh, he's so desperate. Did you hear him working in the MAGA crowd? Oh, it's the MAGA crowd. You don't understand. It is. This is, man, they are so desperately hoping to piggyback off of this for the midterms and try to make the midterms a a referendum on MAGA instead of mismanagement. Again, when people go into the booth, they're not voting based on Donald Trump. I promise. If you can't afford gas, if you can't afford food, if the crime rate in your neighborhood is skyrocketed, you're not pulling a voting lever because Democrats call Trump a bunch of bad names but they don't know that. They really think in their worldview that he can sell you nonsense like they're going to ban transgender kids from talking to straight kids. They're crazy. They're not crazy. They don't mean this. We're living in the death of shame. They'll say anything. They don't have to mean it. They just need to get their way. Here is Chuck Schumer, one of the most embarrassing jackasses in the history of elected office. He also drops the Trump card. Here is clip four.
0: This right-wing retrograde court put in by our Republican Senate, many other rights are at risk if they succeed in getting this
6: accomplished. So that's the bottom line here, folks. We have a great contrast between the Republican vision for America and our vision for America. This isn't your grandfather's Republican Party, America. It's Donald Trump's Republican Party. It's a right-wing Republican Party. It's a party where your children will have less rights than you did. What a
4: loser. What do you mean your children will have le- less rights than you did? Said the guy who wants to kill children. No, no, I'm, I'm just looking out for your children here. Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. If the Democrats have their way, you won't have children. That's the point. Republicans, we're going to talk to Jim Jordan about this today. Republicans really need to lean in on this one. If they're smart, because the science is on their side. okay. Democrats are in favor of infanticide, straight up infanticide. When you're talking about abortion in the second trimester and beyond, you are killing babies who can live outside the mom. Okay, that's infanticide. That's murder that shouldn't be going on. This is what they're in favor of. But again, you got to worry about the country your kids are going to grow up in. Yo, your kids aren't going to happen if they have their way. And again, back to Trump, 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 Trump. Here is uh, Premier Jayapal. This might have been the dumbest one yesterday. It's clip seven.
1: These justices are acting like this is somehow something that they have the right to change. They do not have the right to change this. We cannot accept it. I don't think people across this country are going to accept it. What would you do with the brain if you had one?
4: I say this all the time. You know, most of our problems are not a uh, crisis of capability. You know, our country can fight crime. Our country can secure a border. Our country can be energy independent. But we don't have crime problems, border problems, energy problems. We have stupid problems. We have stupid people in charge. I'd like to give you a good example of this Premia Jayapal, okay, is telling you the SCOTUS doesn't have the right. To overturn what Roe v. Wade, that is a fact check false. Uh, here is a news flash: They're not just getting out of bed and going, "We're going to overturn Roe v. Wade." That might be how she's characterizing it, but what's actually going on here is they are ruling on a case that would have sway over what ultimately happens with Roe v. Wade. Oh! But there's a common thread here. Obviously, they're trying to mobilize off of this politically. They've sent out a thousand fundraising emails, and it's Trump, 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 Trump. Trump's not involved, but whatever. Trump, 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 Trump. That's all we're doing. Trump, 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 Trump. It's like the little drummer boy, you know, rumpa bump bum bum trump 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 That's all they do, all day, every day. All Trump all the time, baby girl. Okay, but what do every one of these slanders and attacks have in common? Are you ready? Are you ready? Not one of them. Not one of them speaks to the science of their position. When you're right, you're right. and you're right. I'm going to play you some stuff when we come back from Elizabeth Warren, who is, I mean, she was red hot yesterday. You know, where there's smoke. Well, actually, in her case, if there's smoke, she might be trying to send a signal. She might be trying to send a message. But the point is, the normal case would be where there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, She was, in fact, fired up, okay? And she yelled and screamed about women's rights after, by the way leading the push to erase women's rights by giving trans people all the rights of biological women. But now she's back on Team Woman, and she is not happy. And I'm going to play you some Pocahontas sound, but Elizabeth Warren, man, oh, man. She's worse than Kamala. She really might be. Uh, But there's a reason why she was polling at about 3% when she dropped out of the presidential primaries, and it will be on full display when we come back right here on the Big Bad One and Only Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jim Bala. Going to be rapping with Jim Jordan a little bit later today. Montana Senator Steve Daines in the house as well. Uh, I'll be running down to do Neil Cavuto's show during a commercial break in the next hour. That's the magic of Fox News. We're all here. We're all in the headquarters. The studios are all over the place. It's like we have a fire pole between here and Cavuto's studio. We go to break. I slide down it, do four and a half minutes of TV. I'm back here before you even know I was gone. How about it? Very fancy. Very impressive. Although, i got to be honest, nobody was impressed by Elizabeth Warren's little rant yesterday. i got to play this for you because, you know, Environmental crusader, women's rights champion Elizabeth Warren was kicking and screaming yesterday outside the Supreme Court. Proceeded to walk through uh, about <laughs> 20 yards of plants and destroy them on the way into her gas powered vehicle.
0: What a fraud!
4: Yep, that's Elizabeth Warren. Uh, eat the rich, Elizabeth Warren now wants to eat uh, the Supreme Court. Not happy. Uh, this is clip eight.
1: I am- the extremist United States Supreme Court thinks that they can impose their extremist views
0: on all
1: of the women of this country, and they are wrong. Yes. Yes. I am angry because we have reached the culmination of what Republicans have been fighting for, angling for, for decades now, and we are going to fight. That was absolutely dreadful.
4: Never mind that if you have 12 hours to protest outside the court, I don't know, you might have two minutes to get a condom, take the pill or one of the 30 other forms of contraception we have in this country. Folks, we have about 35 legal ways to not get pregnant in this country. So this idea that the only option we should be discussing is the one that ends with a dead baby is really preposterous, especially given the scientific advances we've made between Roe and now. Okay, we know a lot more about what goes on in the womb and what the baby can and cannot feel and in what stage of development the baby happens to be in. We had a very antiquated understanding of this back when they passed Roe. I got to be honest. If this science was around back then, they could not possibly have passed it because the backlash would have been so freaking severe, okay, that nobody in good conscience would have been on board with doing this. I admire your honesty. But because it's been on the books now for 50 years and we've, people have kind of just taken for granted that it's there, you know, I'm not saying pro-lifers have – But I'm saying a lot of Americans grew up in a world where they've only known abortion and just assumed this was some type of inalienable right to kill a fetus, which I know a lot of you don't agree with. And I don't agree with myself. Okay, but when she says, oh, extreme right wing, no, no, extremist views, extremist views are what our abortion laws currently happen to be. Understand eight countries in the world. None of them are in Europe. None of them are in the European Union. None of our allies, none of them, zero, not one, not any, just us, we're the only ones, okay, in our circle of acceptability in polite society who allow for abortion beyond the first trimester. Okay, we are on a level with China, the biggest human rights abuser in the world. If you want to talk to me about extremist views, Elizabeth Warren, you're currently fighting for more of them with no regard for the baby. But again, I'll give you a little more Elizabeth Warren. And then, it, listen. Pains me as it does. I'm going to play you some clips from the View. No
3: God! No God! Please no! No! No!
4: I, I, I listen. It's just as hard as it is on me, girl. Uh, hard as you, me as it is on you, girl. I'm a mumble and mess. I'm caffeinated. I don't get out a lot. But I'll be out tomorrow at the Tampa Improv if you're down there. Tickets at ImprovTampa.com. It's going to get rowdy. But here's Elizabeth Warren getting even rowdier. She is not going to pay a lot for this muffler. Here it is, clip nine.
1: This is what. The- The Republicans have been working toward this day for decades. They have been out there plotting, carefully cultivating these Supreme Court justices so they could have a majority on the bench who would accomplish something that the majority of Americans do not want. We We have a right extremists. We've heard enough from the extremists, and we're tired of it. You
4: were lying your ass off. Let me be very clear, okay? If you're listening to this show, you don't agree with my political viewpoints. I don't consider you my enemy. This is not the point of my show. I say this every day, and I know we have a lot of new listeners. It's like the fastest-growing show in the country because I'm a very regular guy, and I'm just here to have this conversation. I'm not here to steer it. I'm not here to make you take my side. But understand that what Elizabeth Warren and every Democrat today is saying is absolutely, positively a lie. I agree with that. Okay, we are not banning abortion if Roe versus Wade comes off the books. If Roe versus Wade comes off the books, it returns to the states where the people will vote on it at a state level. So all of these Democrats that are telling you about, oh, ignoring democracy and the end of democracy, okay, it would be democracy itself in action that would actually decide the fate of abortion on a state-by-state level. And we would probably end with an across-the-board acceptance of abortion in the first trimester when the baby wasn't developed and couldn't feel pain. That's where most people pull on this. 90% of Americans, if you look across the board, okay, for all all things considered, okay, just to be clear, 56% of Americans support abortion in the first trimester. Okay, in the second trimester, it's a precipitous drop from there. Okay, it's only about 30 percent. In the third trimester, it's only about 19 percent. Those people are barbarians. Those people are psychos. That is infanticide. When you hear Elizabeth Warren and Democrats saying things about like Roe v. Wade, 70 percent of Americans don't want to appeal it. That's tech. Don't want to repeal it. No, 70 percent of Americans don't want an outright ban on abortion. Okay, Roe v. Wade would not be an outright ban on abortion. Okay, it would be it goes to the states and they can vote on what the limitations happen to be. Now, some states might ban it entirely. I'm not telling you that's not the case. But are you going to tell me that blue states like New York and California, where they cheer you on for having an abortion and make no mistake about it, they cheer you on. Our attorney general, Letitia James, went to a, a rally yesterday and said straight up, I was proud. To walk in there and have my abortion.
3: Garbage like you just makes me
4: sick. These are the psychos we're dealing with. I was proud I killed a baby. Shut up, will you shut up? Oh, it's just disgusting. Here's a little around the horn. We'll start with, uh, oh man, this is so bad. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. There's so much bad one. Let's just start with Whoopi Goldberg, because this is hilarious for the hypocrisy. Clip 12.
1: This is my body. And nobody, you you know, you got people telling me i got to wear a mask or don't wear a mask or do this. Everybody wants to tell me what to do. But you won't let me make my decision about my body. You are not the person to make that decision. My doctor and myself and my child, that's who makes the decision.
4: Can you imagine being that stupid? Okay, understand, Whoopi Goldberg was cheering on. The firing of frontline co-workers who weren't vaccinated. Okay. Meaning, put this medicine in your body. It is not your choice. That's who Whoopi Goldberg is. Whoopi I I mean this. Whoopi Goldberg is an actual idiot. Like she's a stupid person. And they speak with so much confidence on issues they know nothing about. There's nothing to do with her race or a gender. She is actually like unintelligent. If you remember. She once said she wanted Jill Biden. <laughs> ah, she wanted Jill Biden to be in charge of our health decisions because she's a great doctor. <laughs> and then they had to be like, uh, whoopee, she's not an actual medical doctor. Actually, she's a, a teacher. But she didn't even own it. Okay, what were they doing yesterday? Oh, the White House Correspondents Dinner was great because Biden can laugh at himself. Trump can't laugh at himself. Yo, Trump hosted Saturday Night Live three times and actually had a Comedy Central roast of Donald Trump where he was mocked and harangued for an hour, viciously. Some of the most vile insults you've ever heard. And he laughed at him and took him like a champ. But again, they're always positioning the conversation, Democrats are good, Republicans are literally Hitler, and they're willing to pound the table on that with no regard for fact. Okay, here's a little more, Whoopi, clip 13. Women, when they decide something is not right for them,
1: they're going to take it into their own hands. Well, we got tired of tripping over women in bathrooms, public bathrooms, who were giving themselves abortions because there was nowhere safe, nowhere clean, nowhere to go. This law came about because people wanted people to have somewhere safe and somewhere clean. It has nothing to do with your religion. This is not a religious issue. This is a human issue.
4: Are you stupid or something? It's a human issue. I want the right to kill babies. You suck. Yo, that's the human issue. Whoopi, you're killing babies. Okay, again, there are about 35 forms of contraception out there. You have the option of abstinence, which I understand is not realistic for a lot of you. Certainly wasn't realistic for me. Okay, you have the option of condoms. You have the option of birth control. You have the option of an IUD. Okay, there are things you can do to keep yourself from getting pregnant. So this idea that we should burn down the country over the one option that ends with a dead baby is insane. And I mean this, guys. I, I really mean this. Abortion will go down as this generation's slavery, meaning an unfathomable, an unfathomable human rights atrocity that will not age very well. And anyone associated with it will look horrific 50 years from now, 100 years from now, as the science continues to evolve. Never mind why abortion was started, Margaret Sanger, the founder of all that is holy in the abortion high church, viewed it as a form of eugenics and wanted to limit the number of black babies being born in this country.
5: Oh, you're right.
4: And when you're right, you're right. And you... You're always right. That's why they have her name quietly scrubbed from everything associated with abortion and everything associated with Planned Parenthood. Margaret Sanger specifically started abortion so we'd have less black babies in the world. That's true. That is true. That's why it started. Do you understand? And the number of uh, understand, I live in New York, as Ben Dominich was saying yesterday, a city where more black babies are aborted each year than are actually born. Think about that. That's what they're fighting for, a world where we're killing more black babies than giving birth to. And why? People will adopt these babies. Adoption is very well an option. You know, we keep reducing this to matters of economics, but is that what we are to believe? Is that the whole point of being alive is to make money? God, I hope not or I'm screwed because I never have any. No matter how good my career goes from time to time, I've hit all kinds of wild pockets, but me and money just don't get along. It just never works out for the two of us for whatever reason. Okay, but here's more media meltdown. Okay, here is Ely Mistel on MSNBC who just gets paid to come on TV and yell, you know, any any racist word salad he can. Well, he had a fantastic throw painting this time. It's clip 14.
3: Alito's fundamental legal reasoning is that abortion is not a fundamental right because it doesn't go back to the founding because the founding fathers didn't recognize abortion as a fundamental right. And he's right about that. The founding fathers didn't recognize abortion as a fundamental right because the founding fathers were racist, misogynist, jerk faces who didn't believe that women had any rights at all. So of course they didn't believe that women had rights to their own bodies. The founding fathers didn't believe that marital rape was a thing. Could it be a thing, according to the Founding Fathers, according to Sam Alito? So that's the history that Sam Alito is, is, is accessing.
1: We're not going to sit
4: here and listen to you bad mouth, the United States of America. Come on, Ellie Mistel. It's a bunch of misogynistic, racist, jerk faces. Such an idiot. This is pretty much the worst video ever made. <laughs> the misogynistic, racist jerk faces he literally said the word jerk faces (laughs) it's really hard you gotta do better than that come on ellie misto but listen to this last montage i'm gonna play because this is joy behar this is more view this is joy behar leading the charge you'll have to hear some cnn as well cnn is the worst but it's all about where does this go next here it is clip 11
1: my worry is that this is just the beginning. Next, they'll go after gay marriage, and, and maybe maybe uh, uh, the board, the, what is it, Brown versus Board of Education. Yeah. Oh, they already eroded our voting rights no. a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So I see some, I see fascism down the line here. There are a lot of things now <laughs> on the chopping block. Fundamental rights include interstate travel, include the idea of same-sex marriage, include same-sex relationships, just to name a few. Now this is essentially gone. What's next? In the event that we had a Republican president in 2024, um, that's where we'd be. We'd be at a, you know, South America-style nationwide abortion ban in America. What
3: other cases have been decided based on these precedents that could now be in jeopardy?
6: Same-sex marriage.
3: I'm
4: surrounded by idiots. And you know what's going on here, just so we're clear, okay? And you need to know this. I own a politics to English dictionary. I am not smart. Like, you wouldn't copy off me on a test, but I am... I know human nature better than any human being alive. It's just that I've spent too much time talking to a random slice of society, driving a taxi on the road, doing comedy, being a radio guy, go, traveling the world, being married into the Midwest, and and living the most diverse lifestyle of anyone you've ever met. Understand, I, I worked in a career for 10 years where I was literally the only white guy, referred to as the white guy, okay? I understand every race and, and, and orientation and gender and politics, and the reason why... Okay, just so you understand, is because we're all the same. And what these people are doing in this instance is trying to mobilize other factions because they know they don't have the support for the science that's behind their argument. That's the story.
3: Jimmy Fallon on Fox across America.
4: It is Fox across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon fired up because in the next hour, Jim Jordan superstar representative from the great state of Ohio is going to stop by to weigh in on some big news out of the state of Ohio. J.D. Vance winning his primary and will now square off against Tim Ryan, In that Senate race out in Ohio, uh, they're fired up. There's already a lot of smack talk. I'll
3: break you in half like a little toothpick.
4: Getting rowdy. It's going to be WrestleMania. Our politics, it's so heated. It's so heated. That's the whole point of the show is to get people to chill out. And I know that nobody in the history of telling people to chill out has ever gotten them to chill out. I mean, actually, nothing says I want to get hit in the neck with a golf club like telling somebody to calm down. But I'm going to keep telling people to calm down. You got some big testicles to pull this off, bro. I really do. Back with Jim Jordan after this. Live
3: from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
4: Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it sure is. And we're coming to you live. From the greatest country in the world, broadcasting as we always do, from the tippy-top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who didn't endorse anybody in last night's Ohio primaries, but Donald Trump did. In fact, all 22 of his endorsements won across the board which is fueling speculation that he could come back down the escalator and launch another campaign. You're about to hear the greatest speech you've ever heard. We are going to discuss that and so much more with Ohio Representative Jim Jordan who will join us from the 4th Congressional District in this hour on what is shaping up to be a pretty wild Wednesday. We've got this whole abortion hullabaloo cooking in D.C. We will continue to keep track of that in this hour, but we're going to get some home cooking out of the Buckeye State from Jim Jordan first because what happened last night, I got to tell you, man, uh, is very disconcerting to the woke left. Everything woke turns to A lot of people feel that way. But J.D. Vance's victory in a lot of ways is a rebuke of that if for no other reason than they ran the woke playbook after him. This guy's a racist. He's an extremist. He's a bit of a charlatan, which, to be fair, he kind of is. I don't want to, you know, I like to call a fair fight over here. This was a guy who trashed Donald Trump pretty extensively at one point, only to come around and grab a Trump endorsement when it was, in fact, politically expedient. Now, to Trump's credit, he did at least acknowledge this. He did demonstrate some self-awareness when he campaigned for J.D. Vance, he said, look, OK, if I avoided everyone who's ever said a bad word about me, I'd never be able to endorse anybody. I agree with that. <laughs> and He's right, because everybody on Earth has said something bad about Trump's character. But what you'll notice is in this American moment, when inflation's at a 40 year high, the border's overrun and nobody can afford a gallon of gas, the murder rate's gone through the roof. You'll notice nobody, nobody is actually criticizing Trump's leadership. Tell him like it is. And that's the reason his endorsements uh, had the night that they did. Just to be clear, 22 candidates. He endorsed 22 candidates. They were victorious. OK, now, to be clear, a lot of them were incumbents. They weren't facing major primary challenges. So he did claim some easy victories. He did. I mean, it wasn't all, you know, hard fought. These weren't all J.D. Vance battles. Some of these were the Harlem Globetrotters versus the Washington generals. Get him out of here. Get him out. Now, hold on, Trump. I'm not, I'm not bashing you. Calm down. What I'm saying is, yeah, it's just, you know, we, we, we would be lying to you. If we said every one of these were nail biters, we didn't know how they were going to go until Trump got involved, but make no mistake about it. Okay, J.D. Vance won his primary because Donald Trump endorsed him. Okay, it was a dramatic turnaround in that race in which he was polling behind by double digits which tells you Donald Trump is still pretty popular in my wife's home state of Ohio. One of the reasons he's still pretty popular in my wife's home state of Ohio is because America is still pretty popular in my wife's home state of Ohio. Freedom! I mean, they like the country. They like the idea of getting the government out of your life. They don't want more entitlement. They don't want more government spending. They want... The right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Just get the hell out of my way and let me go. And for whatever you think about J.D. Vance, uh, he, of course, authored the famous book Hillbilly Elegy, which was in a lot of ways a response to Donald Trump's surge in 2016. Okay, he is running on a platform on a campaign of less is more, meaning less government in our lives is more. Get all of this, you know, dark money out of our politics. Let's run on the people's agenda. It's very similar to what Glenn Youngkin did in Virginia, but make no mistake about it. Glenn Youngkin won the governorship of Virginia without Donald Trump's help. Help. He didn't want it, and frankly, he didn't need it because the Democrats handed him uh, the opening of the century by putting CRT onto the books, having a challenger in Terry McAuliffe. Who declared that parents had no right in their kid to, to a say in their kids' education? He said that not once but twice. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. So Yunkin had a wide open race, a wide open lane to win that race, and rightfully, rightfully, did not bring Donald Trump into things because he didn't want to make his race a referendum on Trump and January sixth. He wanted to make his race a referendum on the fact that the people of Virginia were getting screwed by Democratic leadership at a very local level when we're talking about children. Okay, these were kids that were, you know, being taught CRT. These were kids that were being forced to mask up and stay home and have their educations upended at a time when COVID had already taken away over a year of academic gains.
5: I love the poorly educated.
4: So what Glenn Youngkin did, okay, was... Really in no way, shape or form indicative of Donald Trump's influence on our politics. But what J.D. Vance did was very influential uh, in Ohio, which, of course, is traditionally a bellwether state if you're trying to win the presidency. So you got a lot of people that believe, well, you know, putting up the numbers like Trump did last night. This makes him, you know, a sure thing to come back down that escalator and run again. I don't know that we're there yet. Let's stay focused right now on the race in Ohio. Uh, between J.D. Vance and what will now be Democratic nominee Tim Ryan, who is, of course, the incumbent. Uh, But here it is, uh, the J.D. Vance acceptance speech, clip 27.
3: Now, this campaign, I really think, was a referendum on what kind of a Republican party we want and what kind of a country we want. We went to battle. Do we want a Republican Party that stands for the donors who write checks to the Club for Growth? Or do we want a Republican Party for the people right here in Ohio? (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we
4: just answered the question. You've got to get mad. That's what he said. We want a party that represents the people, not the special interest. Understand where we are in the Republican Party. And this is really worth noting before I give you the rest of J.D. Vance's speech. OK, most of the Republican Party, most of them, most of them are establishment politicians. They don't give a rat's ass about Donald Trump or you. They care about themselves. They're no different than the Democrats. Eighty percent of what resides in Washington, D.C. is the exact same thing. I just spent the weekend there. They're all same. OK, they're making big money off of lobbyists. They're living really cushy lifestyles, going out to five martini lunches. They seem to be doing pretty good in the stock market, too. I'm not going to lie. The members of Congress in both parties seem to be making some halfway decent cash in the market, certainly doing better than I am. Uh, And a lot of them are go-along-to-get-along status quo politicians, Okay, They want nothing to do with Donald Trump. It's one of the reasons why in the run-up to the 2020 election, there were so many rule changes that ultimately swung the outcome of the election that the Republicans really didn't fight hard enough. You know, people say, oh, you know, all of those rule changes, they went around the state legislatures. That was a violation of the Constitution. No, you're right. In a lot of instances, it was. But there was no appetite within the core Republican Party to fight for Donald Trump because he wasn't one of them. Okay, he is in every way, shape or form an outsider, number one, which already ostracizes most of D.C. But then there's this number two factor that Trump is a very transactional guy and has demonstrated almost no loyalty to anybody. Okay, look back at how he treated Mike Pence in the aftermath of an election that he wanted Pence to overturn, but Pence had no business overturning. Look at how he harangued Bill Barr. And I can tell you, Bill Barr was pretty upfront about the fact that he thinks Trump is better than any Democrat out there and that although he's not a fan of his character, he would vote for the guy again. Despite the fact that Trump has bashed Bill Barr, Bill Barr would still vote for Trump over what's going on in the Democratic Party right now. If the election was held right now, okay, Trump just trashed Bill Barr for a month. He'd still vote for the guy. So don't talk to me, you know, like he's some kind of an establishment shill. Bill Barr is just an actual man of integrity, of which we have very few in Washington, D.C. And he was very honest. He said, look, man, there was fraud in this election, not on the level Trump was alleging. And to understand, Trump was only alleging that level of fraud because people like Rudy Giuliani were coming in and telling him there was this massive level of fraud because it was keeping them in the spotlight. It was making them money. But when guys like Rudy, and specifically Rudy, got in front of a judge in the aftermath of the election, they were like, no, we're not arguing fraud. That's just how white folks will do you. And that's how they did Trump. They were arguing all kinds of procedural gobbledygook, but they weren't actually alleging fraud in court. Meaning, I promise you, There was chicanery. The Democrats did a lot to juice the turnout in the 2020 election, but they got away with it on the front end of the election. It's not the back end like everybody's hollering about. They didn't just steal it in the middle of the night. They changed the rules on the front end so they could legally steal it. And there wasn't a big appetite to help Trump because of who he is. But understand, while Trump might not be popular in Washington, Trump is absolutely, positively popular with the people in the Republican Party. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? How it plays out, I have no idea. But here's J.D. Vance pulling the Trump man a little bit closer to pulling that jersey out of the rafters. And make it another shot, another run for it in 2024. Here it is, clip 28.
6: Thanks to the president
3: for everything, for endorsing me. And I got to say, a lot of the fake news media out there, and, and, and there are some good ones in the back there. and There's some bad ones too, let's be honest. But they wanted to write a story that this campaign would be the death of Donald Trump's America First Agenda. Ladies and gentlemen, it ain't the death of the America First Agenda.
4: Listen, he's right about that. There were so many columnists slamming Trump, slamming J.D. Vance and saying, well, this is the end for them. Once J.D. Vance loses Ohio, it'll be like, shut up, Trump, go home. Now, we reached out to a lot of those journalists for comment, but sadly, they were jumping off bridges after the results came in. (laughs) Kellyanne Conway was available. She was on with Laura Ingram last night, and she spoke to the power of the Trump bump in Ohio. Here it is, clip 29.
2: Look, I think you call it the Trump bump. J.D. Vance was at about 11 or 12 percent a month ago. He went up 12, 13 points in one month. He won tonight decisively. A couple of his opponents have endorsed him already. And I, I think the president ran the tables in Ohio because Ohioans see that inflation, immigration, border security, what's going on in Ukraine, gas pump, grocery store, everything that is vexing and perplexing them. They fear is at the seat of, as at the hands of people like Tim Ryan, the Democratic nominee now up against J.D. Vance, a total phony, really a mini Joe Biden next generation, mini Loch Ness monster. He's uh-huh. been in Washington <laughs> 20 years, completely unremarkable, has already lost one race for president. Sound familiar?
4: <laughs> just to be clear, she's referring to Tim Ryan in that quote. <laughs> it actually sounds like she says, now up against J.D. Vance, a total phony, really a mini Joe Biden, next generation mini Loch Ness monster. What the hell did you just say? <laughs> she was referring to Tim Ryan, of course, but it's a big bump. It is a big bump for J.D. Vance, and it is a signal that Trumpism is very much alive within the Republican Party, and she's right to point to the fact that the Democrats have just run this country into the ground. Okay. Ohio is the country. Okay. It's the beginning of the heartland. It's where my family, Jenny's family are from. They're the best people on the planet. And the things they prioritize are so simple. Okay. They're not radical white ring extremists. They're not transphobes. They're not homophobes. They're not a bunch of racists. That's what they're depicting them as for supporting J.D. Vance. But the truth is most of them just want to go to work go to church, go to a football game on a Friday night, go out to dinner, and when the kids go to bed, go upstairs and get some from the misses.
5: Oh, yes, I've read about that in the Bible.
4: And that's really what J.D. Vance is catering to. Okay, there's going to be a lot of screaming and yelling today about, oh, right-wing this and extreme that. But the real reason they're upset is because they thought Trump was gone, but he ain't going anywhere yet.
3: Introducing
6: Ask Trump, the advice seminar from a man who's an expert on everything. Nobody knows the politicians better
0: than I do. I know more about ISIS than the generals. Nobody knows more about campaign finance. Nobody
6: knows much more about technology. Nobody knows more about environmental impact statements. I understand the tax laws better than almost anyone you will take your questions on everything from baseball deals... Nobody knows more about trade than me. ...to children's gifts. Nobody has better toys than I do. Ask Trump can improve your vocabulary. I
5: know words. I have the best words.
6: Audiences enjoy it so much it feels like a religious
0: experience. Nobody loves the Bible more than I do.
6: Ask Trump is so successful the critics are going
0: nuclear. There's nobody that understands the horror of nuclear better than me. Ask Trump, the
6: fastest-growing advice seminar in the country. Because nobody's ever had crowds like Trump has had.
4: Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be rapping with Jimmy Jordan. Jim Jordan from the 4th Congressional District of Ohio joining us in the next break. He got into it on the Hill uh, with Secretary Mayorkas for claiming that the border is secure. Gosh, I have such a good Mayorkas story for him. I saw him at a party in D.C. on Friday night. And he was waiting in line to meet Don Lemon. That's true. Your borders, your head of uh, Homeland Security, waiting in line to meet Don Lemon. That was embarrassing. Oh, man, it hurt me. It hurt me on a multitude of levels. Uh, And I wish Don Lemon no ill will. I actually talked to him. He was a nice guy. But I still think it was telling in a lot of ways. Here is Jordan calling out my orcas for repeating the claim that the border is secure. This is clip 33.
0: He said it last September. Quote. The border is secure, he told us. In the 15 months Joe Biden has been president, 2,498,224 illegal migrants have been apprehended at our border. Hundreds of thousands of others that we didn't catch, the gotaways have also entered our country. And the uh, the secretary says the border is secure. Think about last year, March of last year was the highest month on record for illegal migrants encountered at our Southern border, highest month in history. Until the month of April and April was the highest month on record for illegal migrants coming to our country until the month of May and May was the highest month on record until the month of June and June was the highest month on record until the month of July when two hundred thirteen thousand five hundred ninety three illegal migrants were at our southwest border. And just two months after that, our witness, the secretary of Homeland Security, said the border is secure.
4: I mean, think about that. Do you hear those numbers we're talking about? Okay. Two hundred and thirty-five thousand, you know, illegal immigrants are at the border in two months.
3: This could be a problem.
4: It's a huge problem. Yo, it's a problem for them too. So don't try to group me as some like right wing, screw these people. Okay, these people are being subjected to dire, okay. dire situations that we ourselves don't even know or fathom here in America. So I do have a lot of empathy for the people coming here. And one of the reasons they're coming here, the biggest one, is because they know they're going to get in. Bingo. It's not what you say, it's what you do. When Majorca says the border is secure, if everybody who comes to this secure border gets let into the country, guess what? It's not secure because everybody who wants to get in is actually getting in. He- He knows what he's talking about. They don't call home and go, hey, Mayorkas said it's secure, so don't bother coming. They say, hey, let us in. It's like getting into a bar in college, getting into a bar in high school, if that's how you rolled. I mean, I did. I get on the air every day and tell you this is not the perfect game radio hour. I am the biggest dirtbag I know. I'm a very flawed individual, but I sure know how to enjoy myself. And the bottom line is it's getting a little harder here under this administration because we have people... Who are living through what I consider to be the death of shame. They will get in front of a microphone or a TV if they think it protects their political party and tell you anything. Secretary Mayorkas will tell you anything. No, no, the border's secure. Oh, really? Then how did we have a record level of overdose deaths last year because of the fentanyl coming across the border? Wow. Odd. I mean, God knows how bad it would be if it wasn't secure. How did we have a record level of migrants crossing our borders last year with the border being so secure? I mean, I'll take it at your word, but heaven forbid, what would happen if it wasn't secure? I can't even imagine what would happen, Secretary Mayorkas. Long story short. Democrats are so full of crap. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. So Fired up to talk to this next guest, not only a superstar congressman from the great state of Ohio, but he could be playing literally any position he wants for the Cincinnati Reds at this point. Wow, three and twenty. Jim Jordan's here. Hey, man.
0: Wow, I, I, knew, I knew you were gonna. Hey, Jimmy, good to be with you. Yeah, D- yeah the Reds are, uh, it's not, uh, dude, not, not starting off the best, is it, man? D- dude, it's just not starting off the best. The Reds,
4: the Reds are so bad if you get there early, you can play just bring him in. they're three
0: and 20 we've we've talked about the great days you know you're younger than me but back when i was a kid it was it was you know it was ken griffey senior it was -hmm. joe morgan it was johnny bench tony perez and of course pete rose Mm. uh it was concepcion at shortstop. i'm trying to think george foster left field right field who was it? Gri- Grippy played right for the yep. center field. Who played center field? They had. Um, oh, Bob I know Tolan, this. Cesar Geronimo. Uh, they, yep. uh, they, they had were, a. Listen, they were great. They some, the, uh, the point yeah. is, I'm going to cut you
4: off before you sing Glory Days by <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Okay, I don't mean to cut off the boss. The point is uh apparently the gas prices are making it a little harder to run the big red machine these days. I don't know. I don't know what's I, guess, yeah. I don't know what's going on. They actually did away with their uh COVID mask mandate in the ballpark because at this point they'd be happy to see anybody catch anything.
0: <laughs> oh we man. <laughs> well, uh so uh, and you know I haven't even I haven't followed it that closely the, the start of the season. What are the what are the Cleveland Guardians? What are they uh, what is their record? The, right the, now? the I name I is embarrassing. Check. The
4: actual I believe I know. They're I hated 10 in, to say it I had to it. They were it a little under five hundred. They were like ten and eleven yeah. or ten and twelve. So they're behind the twins right now, which is pretty hard to yeah. do. It's not every day you get to trail yeah. the Minnesota twins. <laughs> I mean it was <laughs> right World after was the, the the Reds won their last World yeah. Series. You won in ninety, the twins won in ninety one. Really neither team's yeah. been much good ever since. With Kirby Puckett. Kirby yes.
0: Puckett, that's what I remember.
4: So funny. And when the
0: Reds won that year in ninety, uh, 91 was uh, <clears throat> Paul O'Neill. No, who made the throws? Who made, Paul O'Neill made the throws, yeah. right? The great the, the, mm-hmm. the throws from right field. Those were teams. Yeah. Chris Sabo yeah, and yeah. Paul
4: O'Neill and Eric yeah. Davis. No, no, the Nasty Boys. Yeah. Those were teams. But yeah. again, yeah, that's right. b- before you yeah. pick up your guitar, Springsteen, let's stay focused. <laughs> L- let me give you a piece of inside Washington information that you yourself okay. don't have, that I do, okay. that is wow. really reflective wow, of where we I are do. as a country, okay? Yeah. So I was mm-hmm. down and in D.C. for the White House Correspondents' mm-hmm. Dinner last weekend. They sent me down. You went like to the, that? Oh, yeah. I was all over it. I went to all the parties. We'll get there in a minute. So I had to do TV okay. from there. I did they're, like a red carpet report. Okay. You know, by the way, they had me on the red carpet after the dinner. <laughs> so think about this, Jim. Somebody at Fox thought enough of me to let me loose at an open bar for four hours and then stick me on live TV. Like, yo, could have been the end of my career. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, uh, so, I gotta see the. I want to see the pictures of, of of Jimmy on the red carpet. Oh, That's what we got. You're gonna see Well, you're gonna see, see, him. Well, you're gonna see all him, all him. But before all we right. get
4: there, this is what you got to know. So yeah. Friday night, this is the yeah. craziest thing. Friday night, myself and a couple of girls from Fox are at a party that's thrown by our agency. The a- big Hollywood agency yeah. is a big party. Everybody shows mm-hmm. up. Jen Saki shows up. You know, CNN people yeah. show up. I actually took a picture with Jen Saki and told her I was sending it to Kaylee McEnany, and she thought it was funny <laughs> and it was silly. But stick with me. Okay? Yeah. Over in this corner of the party comes a guy you're pretty familiar with by the name of Secretary Mayorkas, who I'm not uh-huh. making this up, uh-huh. man. He waited in yeah. line, in line like a fangirl, to meet Don Lemon. From CNN, and they hugged. They took a picture. I talked about it all day on Monday's show because you know everybody's concerned. My Orcus is an ideologue. If you're waiting in line to meet the guy who says policing the border is racist, I'm going to go out on a limb and say he might be an ideologue. No. Yeah. No kidding. That is interesting. And he did. Yeah, that is we were all like, yeah. oh, my God, is that my orcas? We were dying. And <laughs> and he met he met Don Lemon the way. Do you remember those videos of the girls when the Beatles came to Shea Stadium in 64 <laughs> and they were just crying? Stop. <laughs> it uh, was really like we were like, yo,
0: crazy. Uh, man!" Oh, that. Yeah, that is <clears throat> that's that's good. different. Yeah, that's not, different. Well, that's, I bring it yeah. up, too,
4: because when you were, you know, talking to him on the hill. Uh, He had some pretty interesting answers, especially as it pertains to not knowing where the members of the terror watch list were who crossed the country. Uh, Do you take him at his word when he tried to clean that up the next day? Because I don't.
0: Well, yeah. So, but I, I got to be honest with you, Jimmy. I was reluctant to ask the question because I thought he'd give me the answer like, "Well, what do you think, you moron?" Of course, I know where they're at. We, <laughs> we wouldn't let them in the country. I'm the Secretary of Homeland Security, you know. But he did it, and that's why I waited till the end of my five minutes. I said, "I'll, I'll go ahead and try this." Because most of the time, when I ask questions, I know where I want to go, or mm-hmm. I got a good idea what he's going to say, the yeah. witness is going to say. Uh, but this is one I'm like, well, I'm I don't know. I don't know what he's going to say, but I, I think he'll probably say. He said the exact – he's like, I don't know. And I said, are some of them released? Are they detained? Are they not? I don't know. I'll have to get back with you. It, 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 when you think of the mission, I, I said this, the, the the top three missions of the Department of Homeland Security. Number one, prevent terrorism. Number two, secure the border. Number three, enforce immigration law. Well, we know he's not doing two and three, and based on that answer, you've got to question whether he's doing number one. That tells you how bad this guy is and that, in fact, they are doing what's happening to our border. They are doing that intentionally, deliberately. Um, which is even more frightening when you think about it.
4: Well, well that's what I was going to say. Uh, we're talking to Jim Jordan from the 4th Congressional District of Ohio. You know, it was Clay Higgins from Louisiana who told Mayorkas to resign, and Mayorkas was like, yeah. I couldn't disagree with you more, because I think on some yeah. level he does think he's doing a good job, because their agenda is not the agenda of the American people. Is that what it is? Great.
0: Yeah, no, that you you've hit on it exactly, Jimmy. The the that, that statement where he said several times now in hearings last year the border is secure, the border is secure. Well, there was when he first said it in September 21, September last year, he said the border is secure, and then it was the second part of the sentence. And I said this in my opening statement. The second part of the sentence was we are executing our plan, and yeah. that part is the first part's false. The second part is true, and that that again is the scary part because you know think about it. Day one. Uh, Joe Biden says there's going to be a moratorium on any deportation. Day, day one, Joe Biden announces we're not going to finish the wall. In fact, we're going to pay people not to build the wall, so we're not going to finish the wall. They get rid of the Remain in Mexico policy. And as you rightly point out, the, the message to people, the incentive sent to folks to come here is, Come to America. There's no wall to get over or get around. You won't have to wait in Mexico while we evaluate your asylum claim, and you will not get deported, and you're going to be able to go anywhere you want in the country. They're going to give you a cell phone. When you get that cell phone you get to wherever you want to go, you can call on that phone back to friends and family in your home country, and you can say, hey, look – But you, I, as I said in the hearing, you won't even call. You'll FaceTime. Yeah. You'll FaceTime people back home and say, look, Orcas will let you go wherever you want in the United States, and you never have to go home. And and he actually said when I asked him, do you think all that incentivizes people? He said, no, that's not the incentive. That's not why they're coming. I'm like, this, guy's, this guy has, <laughs> doesn't have a clue, and they're intentionally doing this. Um, and so we're going to continue to have these record numbers. And then, of course, in 20 days, mm-hmm. actually 19 days, they're scheduled to get rid of Title 42, which is the only thing keeping a chaotic situation from getting even worse.
4: Oh, it's so true, man. We're talking to Jim Jordan and – It is. It's like a dereliction of duty. But there's so many things I want to ask you about, by the way. Uh, The SCOTUS leak. Hold on. How unprecedented is it for a clerk to leak something out of the Supreme Court? Because I don't think this has ever happened before. Number one. Number two, I think it's pretty clear that this is probably somebody on the radical left side of this issue that wants it out there to put pressure on the justices. Is that how you read it?
0: I, I do. Uh, I, I actually think the first the first key takeaway here, in my mind, is if in fact this is this is the decision, this mm-hmm. is what's going to happen in June, mm-hmm. when they get to the final decision, that is a win for life. That is a win yeah. for the sanctity of life and something that the pro life community we've we've been fighting for 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 a long time. And I think it's a win for the Constitution. Yeah. Then secondary is this leak situation. You can't have an institution like like the Supreme Court, for goodness sake, where where when when justices are looking at opinions deciding what the the final decision and vote's going to be on a, on a, on a, on a case you can't have that stuff leak i mean yeah. and, and i'm like you i assume this has to be from um this has to be from some some clerk on the left who thinks this is their, their yeah. big moment or whatever mm-hmm. uh and what they're going to get praised by the left and, and yeah. you know next thing you know they'll be joining jen saki on msnbc or something so um <laughs> I assume that's that's the case, uh, uh, but but I think if we if we step back and think, this is this is a huge win for just how precious human life is, and and um, mm. you know something that that so many in the pro life community have been working working for for well, almost fifty years since seventy three.
4: Yeah, no, I I agree with you one hundred percent, and I know you know. Uh, a lot of people will say every child is a gift. I don't cosign that because you got to meet my nephews. I don't consider every child a gift, but I consider <laughs> most children are a gift. There are some where you wish you held on to the receipt. Is all I'm saying. They're all precious. They all have the right to life. But the, with a the gift, I don't know about a gift. That's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say. Um, well, uh, I get it. No, yeah. you don't. You don't even know that a response. Let me just ask you this though. <laughs> OK, because I know you, I know you're ready to fight. But are Republicans as a whole ready to dig in on this? Because the left is nasty when it comes to this stuff. And what's fascinating about the nastiness is nobody arguing on the other side of it. You know, women's rights, my body, my choice, which, by the way, is hilarious, given what they just made us all do with the vaccine. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> absurd on its face. And by the way, and no one yeah. is howling tonight about a man's right to an abortion, which means we've abandoned this whole pretend thing that men were getting pregnant. <laughs> too. You know, this yeah. does expose the fraud of the entire left. Because no one's yeah. writing that thing piece. Where is my brother yeah. going to get his abortion now? You know? Come on. Yeah, yeah. But but here's the thing. Uh, Hold on. I just want to say this. Like you guys have the science on your side now in a way that we didn't yeah. when Roe came right. through. So is, right. am I going to see more people uh you know in the chamber without a sport coat or is it still just going to be you? <laughs>
0: Well, no, I, I, still can't. I, I thought you were going to go with Leah Thomas. I thought you were going to work Leah Thomas. Oh, if you want a Leah somewhere. Thomas, I'll get you Leah <laughs> no. Thomas. All I said, day. I know it's coming, and I was laughing at everything. And I thought he's going to throw that. I'm going to. I'm not going <laughs> to stop laughing. But uh, yeah, it does show the, the how crazy. Well, I, I think one of the key things we have to do uh, as Republicans, as conservatives, people who are, are pro life and support the the, the decision is we, we have to point out the radical nature of on this debate is that is the left. Mm-hmm. It's Chuck Schumer and all these Democrats who think you should be able to take the life of an unborn child all the way up until right when they're about ready to be born. Yep. That that is their position. And like they always say, oh, radical conservative Republicans in these these Supreme Courts. It's the Democrats who have the radical position. They're the ones who are wanting to it was Ralph Northam who said the crazy things he said as yep. governor of Virginia yep. about unborn children and children just born, what they were what they were contemplating doing to kids, yep. to human beings. That is, that's what we got to be willing to point out in, in when we debate, yeah. folks. Uh, if if the, as this plays out over the uh, the next several months.
4: Yeah, you got to go. You got to go in on that because right now we actually have abortion laws that are on a level with China, who last I checked doesn't really have the best human rights record in the world. Nope. So it's it's nope. worth fighting that fight. One other thing, while I got you here, we had a big primary win for JD Vance in your state last night. Trump had a big night with his endorsements. Do you see sure this? Did. Do you see this as a sign that he puts down the golf club? And he's probably going to be more likely to run now that his popularity was validated.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, he's not going to put down the golf club, but he is going. I do think he is going to run if he can do both. Uh, uh, but I will tell you this: this is his endorsement. Is I've said this many times before: the most powerful endorsement in American political history. When President Trump endorses someone, it means everything, and you saw that front and center last night in the Senate race. Uh, here in Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, JD was down, you know, uh, just three weeks ago. Yeah. President Trump endorses him, and it and he actually won fairly comfortable uh, margin. Um, uh, I think it was getting close to like a hundred thousand votes, yep. and and uh, if I if I remember the numbers last night, so um, yeah, the power of the, uh, President Trump's endorsement and uh, his leadership, and and frankly, I think it it, it me it probably means even more. It, it was already the most powerful endorsement, but mm-hmm. as people look at his record. How good we had things compared yeah. to the 16 months of Joe Biden. I mean I don't know if – Joe Biden just spoke um, uh, at a press conference, and he he said some. you couldn't yeah. make sense of what he said. Oh, he was man. asked a question. He actually said Robert Bork <laughs> believes that our rights came from government. I'm like, what is he talking about? <laughs> we get our rights from the creator endowed by our creator with certain – it's just straight out of the document that started this thing we call America. Yeah. And, and, and Joe Biden was meandering all over it's scary. I mean, it's it's sad. It's it's sad. So uh, I think, again, yeah. it just underscores how valuable uh, President Trump's endorsement is and, and, no. and how good we had it when he was president compared to.
4: No question. I mean, just just have a guy who can get through a sentence. I mean, every time we watch Ukraine's ah. president speak, I'm like, gosh, this guy speaks better English than our president. It's not supposed to be that way. <laughs> but there's, yeah, there's this thing with Biden because yeah. I was at that dinner on Saturday night uh yeah. i'm watching i'm like 50 feet away from where he's speaking it was really fascinating yeah. but when he's giving his yeah. speech every time he begins a sentence it's like a game-winning field goal went up in the air and everybody's holding hands to see if it goes through the uprights because we yeah. never know no, where the right. ball's gonna fly when he starts right. talking and uh yeah. i don't want a president where every sentence is a game-ending f- uh field goal yeah. cliffhanger you know so if you could just yeah. get me that,
0: well. You you know how it is like the audience even if you don't like the person speaking the audience doesn't want to you you want to feel comfortable and you just never are you actually want the speaker in, a, in an event like that to actually succeed and yeah. and put people at ease and Joe Biden does exactly the opposite every single time and it's so it's sad because one of the key questions I get when I'm out and about our district and across the country is people will simply ask me who's running the country? Who's in charge? Because they they get the joke. They know that it can't be Joe Biden. (laughs) And you know... uh, a couple of weeks ago, it looked like the Easter Bunny was running the country. But, but, it's like, but it's like, it's really sad. It's really sad for him. And it's frankly, it's a concern for the country, as, as you know.
4: I agree. And he took a cheap shot at the Republican Party. He's like, Republicans want to tear down Mickey Mouse's house. I was like, no, they don't. They just don't want to go on a ride called Snow White and the Seven Genders. That's all. We're pretty, we're pretty reasonable yeah. people. That's it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's 200 bucks exactly. to get in. We don't want to go on Peter Pan's sexual for 200 bucks. Just let us in. We'll ride the ride um yeah i got to go run downstairs great talk man we got to do it again right. soon i'll uh, i'll all check right, in with will. russell cuz i'm heading out your way so we'll get something cooking yeah let's go let's all go all right, right take rock and care roll brother. be well there he goes the great jim jordan there we go back after this the show so good it's hard to describe it's not a matter of it's a matter of you just oh in the club i mean um as as and uh, you know it's
3: fox across america with jimmy Thaler. you know so uh
6: Fox Across America presents Great Moments in
5: Presidential History. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him in, uh, foot, foot.
4: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Uh, Joe Biden throwing another wild pitch into the stands yesterday. He was giving a speech uh, about Ukraine down in Troy, Alabama, and he actually said that we sent weapons to Russia.
5: (laughs) Oh, listen to this. It's not good. It's clip 36. Before Russia attacked, we made sure Russia had javelins and other weapons to strengthen the defenses so Ukraine was ready for whatever happened.
2: Just a bit
3: outside, he tried the corner and this.
4: <laughs> Did you hear that? Before Russia attacked, we made sure they had javelins.
2: This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of
4: soup. Oh, it really is rough. Let me give it to you one more time. It's clip 36.
5: Before Russia attacked, we made sure Russia had javelins and other weapons to strengthen the defenses, so Ukraine was ready for whatever happened. We have a president that is
2: clearly not all there.
4: I mean, it's a mess. You know, a lot of the things he says, you know, when we're talking about like the minor incursion in Ukraine would have been okay, or we're sending in troops or we're shooting off chemical weapons. A lot of the things, when he has these blunders, he has them. In the in the biggest situations, it'd be so much better if he did this, you know, and confined it to you. Remember last week when he was meeting the world champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, and he called the NHL commissioner, Gary Bettman. He called the guy, Gary Batman. (laughs) He goes "Yeah, and your commissioner, Gary Batman. Biden's lost his marbles. A lot of people feel that way because the guy's name is Bettman. And no, he is not a caped crusader. (laughs) Joe Biden uh, is a mess. We're going to try to clean it up in the next hour. Montana Senator Steve Daines is stopping by with some words of wisdom from Kamala Harris. Buckle up, kids. It's going to be a good one.
3: Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
4: Oh, girl, you bet it is. The high-flying, death-defying Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Man who just got off the television with a great Neil Cavuto during the last commercial break, but I am now here with you to have a stupid hunt. We're going on a stupid hunt in this hour. And it's one of those hunts where, you know, if you belong to one of those like really ritzy country clubs where they stack the pond with fish, you know, it's like impossible not to catch one. You're hunting elk. There's 5,000 of them in a 200 square foot area. Like it's impossible not to succeed. The, uh, Wow, the deck is stacked for a stupid hunt in this hour. Montana Senator Steve Daines is going to stop by. We're going to have a grown-up talk about your vice president, Kamala Harris.
1: Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. (laughs) Ha-ha!
4: I call it a stupid hunt because what happens in radio, like you wouldn't know from listening to this show, but we do prepare to go on the air. Like, on this show, you can't tell. You're like, clearly, this isn't even a real show. The guy has barricaded the actual host outside of the studio. This is some type of pirate radio takeover, where the kid's being, you know, subsisting on Tide Pods and cheap tequila. Uh, that's what the show sounds like, but that is by design uh, because I am just a regular dude. And Fox figured there was no way they were going to polish me up and make me sound like a legitimate broadcaster, so they just made this as-is. You know when you're buying a house and they list it as-is? That's what this deal is. It is an as-is show. Okay, but I say stupid hunt because I was looking through the available political sound. At this very moment, you know, we've got Josh in the booth, and whatever happens, he cuts it, gives it to you. Oh, Biden said this. Kamala said that. Chuck Schumer said something. You know what I mean? Uh, Stacey Abrams had something to say. Stacey Abrams is fully. Just to give you an example, you know what I mean? Uh, Nancy Pelosi piped up.
1: Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbag. Okay,
4: well, the point is this joke could go on forever. The punchline is AOC. AOC is a dope. Anyway, okay. when I was looking through the available sound for takes on what's going on in this hour, which is a discussion on the unprecedented leak out of the Supreme Court regarding the potential for a repeal of Roe versus Wade. Now, understand, OK, if they repeal Roe versus Wade, abortion's not gone. It returns to the states, at which point our democracy in action will determine the fate of abortion in each individual state
0: i admire your honesty
4: and and it's worth admiring because in this moment no one is being honest okay what all the democrats are telling you is "Oh, this is an attack on women's rights and how dare a bunch of white men and racists and blah 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 democrats just call everyone racist
1: so they go along with their stupid ideas of course
4: they do but the reason they're going in as many different directions as they are if you've been following the evolution of of this SCOTUS leak it's number one right now we have not revealed the name of the leaker. we don't know if they know what they don't know we know they're conducting an investigation and promise to get to the bottom of it but you'd have to reason it was a democratic activist who wants to put a lot of social pressure on the court because they're not happy with this ruling and the reason you're hearing democrats say well getting past abortion they're gonna ban gay marriage they're going to ban trans and LGBTQ students from sitting in the class, same classroom as regular students. The Republicans are going to ban interracial marriage. That's what they're saying. These clowns. <coughs> Why am I calling them clowns? Because Clarence Thomas, the conservative justice who'd be banning interracial marriage, is married to a white woman.
1: Oh, wow.
4: And that started me down a stupid trail, a rabbit hole, if you will. Not the rabbit that interrupts Joe Biden when he loses his place in conversation.
5: We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by, go, you know the you know the thing. But an actual rabbit hole of stupidity, one
4: clip after the other. I was like, I had, you know, I come into the hour and like, this is what I want to talk about. You know, when I do the show for real, if you're listening, I know a lot of show hosts listen and steal stuff from the show and use it as their own. And a lot of program directors listen and stuff. And that's fine. Okay. I don't actually really prepare for the show in the sense that like, I don't write anything down. Like, we're doing abortion at 2 o'clock. Here's a bunch of notes or, like, a monologue. I don't actually do that. Um, I read up on stories, and I share my feelings with you. Like, we're two human beings on a cross-country drive, and we're just having a conversation. And in the process of reading up on this, everything I saw was stupid and disingenuous. I mean everything. Okay, the funniest one, I played it earlier. Why don't I play that again first, and we'll let Kamala be your headliner. Here's Pramia Jayapal telling CNN— that SCOTUS doesn't have the right to overturn Roe versus Wade. Here it is, clip seven.
1: These justices are acting like this is somehow something that they have the right to change. They do not have the right to change this. We cannot accept it. I don't think
4: people across this country are going to accept it. I mean, dude. Not even close. The Supreme Court is ruling in a case... That overlaps with the legitimate standing of Roe v. Wade, meaning their job in this case is to issue a ruling on whether it stays or goes. That's what's going on here. They have this right. It's the whole point of the Supreme Court. This is like Premier Jayapal being like, hey, these firemen don't have the right to hose down this blaze. What's going on here? These five, You believe they're going to trample on our rights like this? Okay, we have stupid people who don't know what they're talking about. And one of the reasons they're trying to go in the direction of they don't have the rights, So where is this going to take us next, or gay marriage, or you know interracial marriage, or LGBTQ kids, is because of the politics. They're trying to rile up as many groups as possible because this entire SCOTUS leak was designed to mobilize an apathetic democratic voting base. I'm Kamala Harris and I approve this message. That's the whole point of the leak. Okay, they leaked it because they have nothing to run on. Do you understand? Inflation's at a 40-year high. It's their fault. They can't run on that. Vote for us. It'll be even more expensive. You know, gas 20 cents off an all-time high, but how about this? Since Biden announced That he was tapping into our strategic oil reserves. Are you ready for this? The price of gas has gone up four cents. This could be a problem. So not only did we debilitate our strategic oil reserves, which are designed for war, for a crippling blow to our infrastructure. Okay, we tapped into that because of a crippling blow to his poll numbers. Biden sucks. Okay, everybody feels that way. But Biden was like, well, you know, we tap into the oil reserves. It looks like we're doing something about oil. But they're not doing anything about oil. The the pain is the point. They want you to be crushed by high gas prices so you'll switch over to electric cars. That's the whole point. You've, I've played you 100 clips of them saying, you know, never let a crisis go to waste. Pete Booty Judge famously saying, well, if you're upset about this gas price, you should buy an electric car. Pete Booty Judge is pathetic. Totally. Why? Because if you don't have five bucks for gas, you don't have fifty seven thousand dollars to buy an electric car. That's true. That That is is true. Okay, so they're not serious about solving your problems. They don't want to solve your problems. They want to run on them. Okay, but in a moment like this. When you hear them latching on in every way, shape, or form to every form of grievance imaginable, it's because they don't have solutions to the problems that are going to kill them at the polls. They don't have a solution with the border because securing the border in their eyes is racist. They have it in their head that if they let let enough people into this country illegally— They will ultimately become dependent on the government, and they'll continue to vote for Democrats so the government gets them through life.
5: Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem.
4: And it's not only Ronald Reagan who knows that. It's a lot of members of the Latino community who have abandoned the Democratic Party by a net margin of 34%. The Democrats have lost 34% with Latino voters. Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Biden knows that. Okay, why? Because Latino voters— didn't come to America to live in a country that resembles the one they left. They came to America to make their own way. They didn't come here for a handout. Latino voters okay, want to work. They want to provide for their family. They want to succeed. They don't want to be pandered to with terms like Latin X that no Latino person uses. That is a white liberal elite term that they threw about to make it sound like they were more virtuous than everybody else. You don't use the term Latinx, never mind that it didn't exist five minutes ago. You don't know better like we do. We're enlightened. We know the Latino people. That's what we're doing here. <laughs> Yeah, you know them so well, they've abandoned your party. So the point is the Democrats can't run on anything right now. So they're trying to run on everything. Okay, that's what I mean. They're trying to run on everything. Republicans are going to ban abortion. They're going to ban gay marriage. They're going to ban same-sex, uh, same-sex uh, excuse me, LGBT kids from sitting in a classroom with straight kids. They're going to ban interracial marriage. That's what they're running on. Okay, here's Kamala Harris trying to rile up the troops. They're denying women their rights and freedom. Here it is, clip six.
2: Women in almost half the country could see their access to abortion severely limited. In 13 of those states, women would lose access to abortion immediately and outright. Those Republican leaders who are trying to weaponize the use of the law against women, will we say, how dare they? How dare they tell a woman what she can do and cannot do with her own body? How dare they? How dare they try to stop her from determining her own future? How dare they?
1: She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who
4: swings with the wind. I mean, really think about that. How dare they? Deny women the right for what to do with their body, says Kamala Harris, who made it mandatory for women to take a vaccine, even if they didn't want it. Kamala is a lying sociopath. Fact checked. Think about that. Kamala Harris led a charge with Joe Biden to fire you, to fire you from your job. If you didn't take a vaccine that you didn't want to take, you know, my body, my choice. Not exactly a thing when it comes to their agenda. It's my body, my choice with abortion, even though there's another body in charge involved, it's going to die. But it's not your body, your choice when it comes to the vaccine, a vaccine that, oh, by the way, they bashed on the campaign trail.
1: Let's just say there is a vaccine
2: that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Well, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us.
5: If and when the vaccine comes, it's not likely to go through all the tests that needs to be and the trials that are needed to be done. When we finally do, God willing, get a vaccine, who's going to take the shot? Who's going to take the shot? you can be the first one to say, put me, sign me up. They now say it's okay. And the question of whether it's real when it's there, that requires enormous transparency. You got to make all of it available to other experts across the nation. So they can look and see. So there's consensus this is a safe vaccine. If the president announced tomorrow we have a vaccine, would you take it? Only if it was completely transparent that other experts in the country could look at it. Only if we knew all of what went into it. If Donald Trump can't give answers and the administration can't give answers to these three questions, the American people should not have confidence.
2: But if Donald Trump tells us I t- that we should take it, I'm not
4: taking it.
3: Garbage like you just makes me sick.
4: Think of the enormity of the pivot there. If Donald Trump tells us to take a vaccine, I'm not taking it. Meaning if Trump won the election, the Democrats were not going to take this vaccine. And make no mistake about it, man. Make no mistake. Trump wins the election. The unvaccinated in this country are the Democrats. The Democrats are like, oh, it's garbage. I wouldn't put that in my body. Donald Trump's not going to tell me what to do. The government's going to jump all over your head, Jimbo. Let them jump. They're a bunch of idiots. They really are. We are led by stupid people. We're living in the death of shame. They went from slandering the vaccine for a year to telling you you were fired if you didn't put it in your body against your will. Do you understand? And now they're back here with a straight face, with my body, my choice? Yo, seriously, get the f- out of here. Like, that is straight garbage. Okay, but never mind that when it comes to abortion— It ain't just your body. That's the thing. We have a multitude of uh, of forms of, of contraception at our disposal. You have the option of abstinence. You have the option of contraception. You have a million ways not to get pregnant that don't involve getting pregnant and killing a child. Yo, our abortion laws are on the same level as China's the biggest human rights abuser in the world, a a country that has been openly called out for genocide by the UN Human Rights Council. Okay, that's who we have abortion laws on par with. We are one of eight countries in the world that allow for abortion beyond the first trimester. That is barbaric. That is infanticide. Okay, but the Democrats aren't running on the science of abortion. They're not running on the truth of abortion. You understand? They're running on... The Republicans want to ban everything because they can't defend anything that they're doing to this country. What can I
5: tell you, kid? You're right.
3: You're right. You're right. You're right. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It's like it's a it's a game changer.
2: Introducing the Rolex Vice Presidential Model, the watch that lets you track the passage of time just like Kamala Harris. I'm talking about the significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time. The Rolex vice presidential model is so significant, we even made one for kids. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our children. The Rolex vice presidential model, now selling across America and coming soon to the southern border. We've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. (laughs)
4: <laughs> Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Listen to The Chops by Jenny Fallon right there. That was Jenny voice in that sketch. Good job, Jenny Fayla, if you're out there. She doesn't listen to this crap. We're married 15 years. She's not li- – I don't think she's ever heard – I don't think she knows I have a radio show. Uh, I kid. She's been on before, and she's the best. Uh, but right now we're talking about the Rolex vice presidential model, i.e. Kamala Harris, because the Democrats are going in. Okay, we heard it. I've played you some political versions of this. Okay, there are also um, some media versions of this. One of the earliest ones is on The View. It was Joy Behar, but I'm going to walk you through a montage of where this goes next. I want you to hear it. It's clip 11.
1: My worry is that this is just the beginning. Next, they'll go after gay marriage, and, and maybe maybe uh, uh, the board... the What is it, Brown versus Board of Education? Yeah. They already eroded our voting rights a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So I see some... I see fascism down the line here. There are a lot of things now on the chopping block. Fundamental rights include interstate travel, include the idea of same-sex marriage, include same-sex relationships, just to name a few. Now, this is essentially gone. What's next? In the event that we had a Republican president in 2024, um, that's where we'd be. We'd be at a you know South America style it- nationwide abortion ban in America. What
3: other cases have been decided based on these precedents that could now be in jeopardy? Same sex marriage.
4: The media is a bunch
1: of losers.
4: I mean, really? Oh, they're going to get rid of same sex marriage. Oh, the interracial marriage. Oh, the kids aren't going to be able to play with the other kids. <laughs> Dude, that's not what this is. You see what the Democrats have gotten away with for so long, and it's really destructive, man. That's why I push back against this. And I do my show. I kind of aim it at liberals. And I say to you, like, hey, I'm not your enemy. I don't hate you if you think differently than I do. But it, liberals hate me if I think differently than they do. It's very personal for them. But what they run on, what they communicate on is not what the Republicans are doing but what they claim the Republicans want to do. It's not about what you say. It's about what they can convince people you said. And it was a viable strategy for a long time, but nobody's buying it anymore because they're all full of... Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We are, of course coming up on Mother's Day weekend this Sunday. You better believe this next guest is getting his shopping done early because his wife is armed. Uh, He is, of course, a (laughs) superstar senator from Montana. Senator Steve Daines back on the show. Hey, man.
6: Hey, Jimmy, I just got to tell you, though, uh, it's no longer Mother's Day. I think it's birthing person day. I'm looking for a card for birthing person day. So I haven't found one yet, so I'm still looking. (laughs) Hallmark is tougher than ever. It really is. Well, thank God Hallmark hasn't gone woke yet, so I think you still can find a Mother's Day card.
4: (laughs) Woke Hallmark. That's going to be a rough one, man. Well, I don't know if you heard the hip talk, Senator Danes, but uh, we're back to uh, acknowledging that only women get pregnant now because of the SCOTUS leak. It's now a woman's right to choose again. Again, it's no longer a man's right to choose. We're now acknowledging biology. So at least there's some progress here, right?
6: Well, uh, I guess that's some good news for the day. Thanks for, for uh, boosting me a little bit today, Jimmy. I'm feeling better now.
4: I have That's funny. I have a theory here, and I was just talking about it. Uh, what they're trying to do with this potential repeal of Roe v. Wade, which, as you know, would return it to the states. In fact, our democracy would, would ultimately sort this out. They're calling this the end of democracy, but it sounds like for
6: Roe v. Wade, this would be the beginning of democracy. Would it not? You no, know, that, That's exactly right. You're going to watch, as we're already seeing, the, uh, the pro-abortion folks are out there. They're angry. And the, the opinion coming down from the Supreme Court is not pro-abortion or anti-abortion. Mm-hmm. The opinion explains that, and, and quoting from um, Alito's uh, draft, it's a profound moral issue on which Americans hold sharply convicting uh, conflicting views. So here's what it does. It simply recognizes that our Constitution leaves the abortion issue to the democratic process. It's a transfer of power from nine men in black robes in 1973 Mm -hmm. to the American people, and specifically to elected officials. That is exactly the right ruling the court needs to come down with. I was very pleased to see Alito's thoughts on that particular issue. That really sums up, because the left is going to make a completely different argument, and frankly they're going to be misleading the American people as to What this decision actually means.
4: A hundred percent. We're talking to Montana Senator Steve Daines. And I'm already watching that happen because they're not only attacking the, you know, the meaning of the decision, but they're trying to say this is a precedent for Republicans to go in and ban everything else. We're not going to have interracial marriage. Gay kids can't go to school with stray kids. Here's my question to you. And I'm just spitballing here. I feel like the Democrats find them in a position heading into the midterms where they don't have anything to run on. So they're now going to try and run on everything, which is vote for us or the Republicans are going to ban everything that is holy. Do you see a little bit of that going on here, a little opportunism out of this leak?
6: Oh, good grief. Um, Jimmy, that is an obvious statement you just made. What happened here with the court? You know, this was an outrageous breach of trust to intimidate the court and, frankly, to frighten voters. It's a deliberate attempt to cause a political and media wildfire. That will intimidate and blow up the independence of the court, and create an issue that they can that they want to talk about, because they can't talk about inflation, they can't talk about the border, they can't talk about crime, they can't talk about what's going on in our schools and school boards at the moment. They have they are they've run out of any issue which they even want to bring up, and this is a desperate attempt. But here's why it's going to backfire. They tried this with Brett Kavanaugh back in 2018. You remember what happened? That nomination process was going on just before the 2018 election. Mm -hmm. And Democrats said, we got them now. Look, at this is going to be a great issue for us to run on. Frankly, some of my Republican friends got a little bit timid and afraid. Mm -hmm. We don't need to be afraid of this issue. We need to lean in. And the bottom line is, the left can only overreach. The mob, as we've seen, is unleashed. They did that against Brett Kavanaugh. They're going to do that again on, on this ruling. And the American people are watching. And they're saying, we don't want Mob rule. We want the rule of law.
4: Yeah, I think everybody listening would have to agree with that because we've seen where the mob rule has taken us in the aftermath of the summer of 2020 and everything else. What's fascinating here is the science is overwhelmingly against them. Frankly, the polling's against them, because nobody in this country really, when you look at the numbers, supports abortion beyond the first trimester. You can tell me there's support for it, but you can't tell me that anyone's on board with the barbaric laws that we have that put us on a footing with China when it comes to allowing abortion in the third trimester. This is bananas. But what, I, what I'm what i interested I just want to ask you this one question. Yeah. Knowing you're armed with the science that you're armed with, and you say Republicans can lean, should lean in, and I know a lot of Republicans that are going to lean in, but do you are you concerned that there are what people within your party that don't have the stomach for this fight because it's a
6: it's a really rough uncomfortable issue? Well, it doesn't have to be though, Jimmy. That's the point. And remember. United States is in now the same league as you mentioned as China but also North Korea. So this, we we're in the China North Korea club as it relates to permitting late term abortions. That is that is a horrible thing. I would ever, I'd never envision our nation being so radical and extreme because of the Democrats. That's their view. They want abortion allowed up to the last second of delivery, which is just chilling as a father of four as a grandfather of three. I can't imagine that. But that is exactly what Everyone wants to put it on the floor of the United States Senate next week basically to codify that abortion is allowed all the way up until the moment of birth. Jimmy, today I had a bunch of Montana high school students in my office. There are mm-hmm. about 25 of them from around our state. And I asked them uh, – I got asked about this, this, this issue, the Roe v. Wade decision. I said take out your smartphone and Google 15-week baby. That's all you got to do, 15-week baby, and look at the image that comes up. It's this beautiful little baby you can see, the toes, the fingers, you can it's a fully formed little baby. That's the fifteen week was the question before the Supreme Court on that Dobbs case from Mississippi. Mm And then I asked him, I said, if the Mars lander gave that image, transmitted it back to NASA scientists, what would be the conclusion of the NASA scientists? The answer is, that's life. So I wasn't telling these students what to believe. I said, discover it for yourselves. And it was quite an amazing moment as they looked at the technology, the clarity of these 3D ultrasounds, to see what a 15-week baby looks like. And to think that Schumer and Pelosi and the Democrats say that baby should be able to be uh, aborted, frankly, is, uh, is frightening.
4: I agree a thousand percent. Montana Senator Steve Daines is on the line. You see, when they passed Roe back in the day, they we didn't have the science that we have now either. And they're trying to avoid a discussion of the science and its evolution. This is about, you know, my body, my choice, which, by the way, you have to find a little laughable after a year of forcing a vaccine into people's bodies that they didn't choose to take. No.
6: Yeah. (laughs) Well, the hypocrisy. But, you know, the, the parallels between the battle that we fought um, that Abraham Lincoln fought for us uh, during the Civil War, the issue of slavery. Is a slave a person or is it property? Mm-hmm. And and ultimately we, we got that issue resolved and thank God that Abraham Lincoln led the charge there and was the founder of the Republican Party mm-hmm. because we determined that these slaves are people. They are endowed with a certain inalienable rights that our Declaration of Independence says they should have. And we there's a parallel there certainly as it relates to a baby in, in a mommy's womb. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is Is this just a, a a, a, a chunk of flesh or is this life mm-hmm. that's the fundamental question the supreme court has said will say if this ruling comes out as we expect it will that it's in this kind of an issue this should be decided by elected officials and not Nine people in black robes.
4: A hundred percent, and I think that is where it's going to go. I mean, because <laughs> were it not heading in that direction, there's no way this document gets leaked the way it did. And uh I really do hope they get to the bottom of this because when you talk about the the shattering of trust in the court, you know, it really is unprecedented. You know, we use terms like unprecedented a lot in this day and age. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but man, oh boy, oh man. I mean, this is heavy for the court, is it not?
6: It is. It's really heavy. You know, three of my colleagues in the United States Senate have served as law clerks for Supreme Court justices. Uh, It's Mike Lee, Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley. Yesterday at lunch, our Republican Senate lunch, uh, Leader McConnell asked the three of them just to comment because they've all been law clerks. Mm -hmm. This leak came from a law clerk. Each justice is allowed for clerks. So this is a very, very tight-knit group of people. And to think that somebody would breach that trust, it truly forever damages the Supreme Court. Because as you know, Jimmy, uh, Justice Scalia had a wonderful relationship with, with Ginsburg. I mean, mm-hmm. no matter if you are on the left or the right, the justices have such respect for each other and such honor and decorum. And to think that 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 has now been, been lost is probably one of the great tragedies that we've had in this country in the last several years.
4: Totally true. It's, uh, it's become an absolute food fight down there. I was there. I was there in, in D.C. last weekend for the correspondence dinner. And uh, I'll tell you what. You, you'll never feel better about your own drinking than if you hang out in D.C. on a weekend. Wow.
6: <laughs> I try not to hang out here on weekends,
4: Jimmy. I try to get back to Montana. Yeah. Well they are. They're draining the swamp in a totally different manner down there. Holy hell. What a town. But yeah, you're right to get back to Montana. So my best to Mrs. Danes. I hope you guys have a big Mother's Day weekend, my man.
6: We do. Uh, uh, she's the mama of our four children and three grandchildren. She's a sweetheart. We're looking forward to having a, a great Mother's Day weekend in Montana. Well,
4: don't mess it up and get shot, my man. Good luck. <laughs> I I'll see you all right. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Senator Steve Daines from the great state of Montana. Uh, yo, the science on this. Did you hear what he said? It's interesting. If you're having this debate later. oh, Listen, my job is not to tell you how to think. I say this all the time. I just want you to make informed decisions. Not decisions that originate in hyperbole, not decisions that originate in some type of political motivation, but just decisions. Go Google a baby at 15 weeks. Tell me what you're looking at and whether or not you'd be comfortable killing that. Now, honestly, most people who go and get abortions— Understand, are oftentimes divorced from that reality. They don't know what a baby is at 15 weeks. They don't know what their options are. And understand the nuance and the impossibility of this issue. You're a scared teenage kid, you don't know where to turn, you think your parents are going to kill you. You know, carrying this thing to term destroys my social life. Like, I understand. That it's not as simple as, you know, people on the right taking the moral high ground and saying, how dare you do this? You're awful, okay? Because there are so many factors that go into every decision we make as human beings. And we're all flawed. Nobody more than me, okay? I have made some of the stupidest decisions you've ever heard. Have you seen the jackets I wear on national television just for that alone? So I get it. I completely get it. But what I'm hoping to see happen here with this issue is everybody – Everybody develops a firm understanding, a firm grasp of what these abortion laws currently constitute because we are, as the senator said, on a level footing with North Korea, dude, North Korea and China. Okay, that's not where your human rights values should ever line up. But that's where we are as a country right now. And we got there by basing this issue not on the science – But on rights and property, and this is inconvenient for my career, I'm going to make less money if I have a baby right now, or, you know, this is not affordable for low-income Americans. But there are a lot of options that are affordable. Okay, first of all, abstinence abstinence is free. Okay, but again, I know that's not a realistic option for most of the world, so I'm not going to sermonize from a high horse because believe me, abstinence was not an option for me at that age. Okay, I'm married now. Now it's always an now it's always an option. Uh, But the point is, you know, when it comes to abortion, if we were having an honest discussion about it, there's no way it's legal in this country. None at all beyond probably six weeks. That's realistic. You know, to people on the right who want me to be like a pro-life crusader. okay, I'm with you, but I'm telling you the way this country is constituted, the way certain states are going to vote. Uh, there's no world where we're just not going to have abortion across the board. That's not common. And anybody who tells you it is is lying to you, as is anybody who tells you, they've, you know, they hate women, You know, the Republicans are going to take away interracial marriage and gay kids can't go to sh- school with straight kids. The problem with this day and age that we live in is the news cycle is so omnipotent now. There's news on your phone 24 hours a day. There's news on the TV 24 hours a day. There's news in your watch. There's news in your car. There's news on your computer. There's news on your tablet. Okay, if you turn on Madden to play football with your son like I did last night, you're going to get a, 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 a actual disclaimer about using inclusive language and being friendly to marginalized community. The social justice is everywhere. And people in political times feel like the only way to cut through is to communicate in the most extreme ways imaginable. So that's why you hear people like Elizabeth Warren saying the Republicans are trying to kill women and they don't care about gay people. They're trying to just—it's a catch-all. They're trying to get everybody riled up so they'll take their side. But the one thing we're not discussing are the people who are affected the most by this abortion debate, and that's babies. So what I'd like to see happen for both sides to have a realistic compromise is I'd like to see an honest, informed discussion, debate about what we really know to be true. And then I think there's a really easy way to reach a conclusion that's good for everybody. Okay. still, sadly, not for the babies. And I know that sucks to hear, but I don't have the power as a talk show host to just make it go away. But I do have the power to inform millions of people and get this debate to a place of reason. Sadly, they don't really want that in Washington because the more divided, the more heated this becomes, the more money they can raise.
3: Bingo. You're listening to the show that Standard and Poor describes as Standard and Poor.
6: I would say he's incompetent, but I don't want to do that because that's not nice.
3: This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
4: Oh girl. I have just finished checking in for the flight this is not a drill. It's the real thing. We're heading down to Tampa. We'll be partying at the Tampa Improv tomorrow night for Cinco de Mayo. Just a couple of tickets left if you want to go to ImprovTampa.com and hang out with your radio buddy. If you can't make it, you're in the Tampa area, and you're just patently devastated, as I would imagine some of you are. Uh, myself and producer Mike Advensky will be appearing with the fine folks at WHBO on Friday from 4 to 6 p.m., we will be at Due Amiche in Ybor, uh Friday from 4 to 6. So if you're in the Tampa area, it's a fantastic world-class Due Amiche pizza and pasta bar because you know where they're going to bring me. Pizza. I get paid in spaghetti on this show. Uh, but we're going to be hanging out after we get off the air Friday. We'll be at Due Amiche. So if you're in the Ebor area... Come on down, hang out with me and Mikey. Hopefully we'll be sobered up from Thursday night's show by then. It's going to be a wild one down in Tampa. You see, when I leave town, these are considered like Amish rum springers. Jenny lets me off the farm and just says, you know, try to come back alive. You've got a son. And uh, we're going to do everything we can to cheat death (laughs) in the next 72 hours. Yo, if you follow my career, and a lot of you do, and thank you, and you're super supportive, and it's amazing, and it's wonderful. But it really is trending in such an insane direction right now that I have not sat still. In like, I feel like five months. Like I have been so patently busy and exhausted and crazy. Last last week we did Gutfeld, drove overnight to Pittsburgh, did our radio show, went straight to an awards banquet with Herschel Walker, did some stand up, shut that down, drove overnight to DC, did more radio, and then hit the DC cocktail scene for the correspondence dinner. Saturday I did another hour of TV, hit the correspondence dinner, did another uh, hit on TV after the correspondence dinner, got in the car with Kennedy, drove home Sunday morning only to do more TV on Sunday, go to bed for five hours, get back here on Monday to do America's Newsroom, and then host my show and do Kennedy and blah, blah, blah. The point is, I'm a pretty busy dude these days. I don't get a lot of opportunity to just really blow off steam. The next 72 hours is me doing what I love, radio and stand-up, and if you're around to see it, it is going to be insanity. There is a force of nature (laughs) coming down to the Tampa area, so bring plenty of money for bail, and bring plenty of money for strippers. Because if you know anything about my producer, man, oh boy, oh man, is he ready to give back to the community. Mikey's even crazy enough to eat the strip club buffet. I know. I've, I've advised him as such, so I'll do my best to play some defense. But we're out of here. The show's over. We'll see you in Tampa. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat.
0: Just don't be a